Hey team, thanks very much for joining me on this week's podcast, this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. I just want to quickly say, if you didn't know or if you're new here, that this podcast is a podcast that is made for television. It plays on Oriana TV, which is a free-to-air Pacific Island public TV channel. And Please Blow My Mind is a TV show. And look, I think it's really awesome because it's the first Pacific Island podcast, full-time podcast, that is on TV. So we celebrate that in our small ways, you know, not kicking up a big stink about it, but but knowing that pushing, uh, you know, past the reef, pushing out there and changing things requires change and doing things slightly different. So that's what this podcast is. So it's built up for television, so you'll hear me throwing to ad breaks and that type of stuff, but but between those ads, I catch up just like I am now. We have a, a chat, we ponder stuff, and look, we just spend more time together here on the audio version. So thanks again, everybody, for joining. Thank you for blowing my mind, and let's get into this week's episode. There has to be an element of tension for me. Um, that element of tension is that thing that sort of just pushes me, I suppose. Where I have that tension, it's that little thing that sort of rubs me the wrong way and then this other side of me goes, how do I go through that journey to sort of overcome this? And um, in that journey of overcoming, that's where I, that's where I get a lot of pleasure. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind right here on Audiana TV. Um, there's something very timely about being on television at 11 o'clock at night. It's like the, I don't know what to call it, like the hour of power, right? When the right people are watching and I've got the right people here on the podcast. So let's go around. From the top we've got Hugh Jones. Underneath him we've got Gareth Jones. Is it Jones? Edwards. Edwards, there we go. But... All right, we'll just we'll keep that in because it keeps it authentic. And Te Omeka Morahu down there as well. And I'm Will Fleming. Can I just start with Hugh and we'll move down to Gareth? How's everyone going? Yeah, kia ora, Will. Uh, kia ora, brothers. Um, I'm doing really good, thanks. It's really cool to be here tonight and uh, look forward to uh, getting amongst it, see what we come up with. Boom. And, and Mr. Jones, I mean Edwards. <laughs> I'll answer to most things. Um, I'm good, boys. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's um, it's been a it's been a good day so far. I'm looking forward to a really interesting chat. Awesome, and T. Uh, yeah, just um, finished up the uh, training session with my son. Got back, we rushed back, and um, I'm just I'm just getting into the mode. But apart from that, the day's been pretty full on. I'll say that. By that, I mean it's been full of lots of things, <laughs> and. Um, you know, now I'm ready to have a have a chat with you fellas and see where we end up. Well, let's kick it off there because, look, there's there's a reason we're all together, and I don't know. For me, it's a little bit like I want to fill my day. I want to fill my life with lots of different things and lots of things that are are good for us. I, I, I'm not sure why I think that way. I think it's partly because, uh, you know, we're sold this idea of a, a meaningful life and. I'd be keen to kind of go around the panel and and get a, a, I'd like to get two definitions. One is what we're all sold as a good life. And then two, what you think a good life is. Because we're all out on these adventures, right? And, and 
it would be a shame if we didn't have some common understandings. And I think we all think we do, but you can see with social media and the vastness of ideas, everyone's different. Everyone's everyone's got their own ways of rolling. Hugh, I mean, how do we start that? Yeah, what do you think? Well, what is a good life to you, bro? Are we going good deep life. too fast? Get real, get real, real fast. Uh, what is a good life to me, mate? At the end of the day, I think it's just being able to wake up, um, just be happy with with what what I've got, where I'm at, um, and a happy family. Everyone's healthy. Mm. Um, I'm doing things that I want to do, and I'm, I'm helping others that want to do what they want to do. So mm. I think the real simple form is just being happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're sold a lot of things. We're sold um, certain material things that you know, perhaps we, some people might want to aspire to. They want certain careers or certain you know, things to have in possession. But at the end of the day, I think all of that doesn't matter unless you've got you know got a few friends that can catch up with them eleven o'clock at night and, and have a chat. I think um, I think a good life is what we have. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. Gareth? Um, I kind of, I concur with, with Hugh. I think we're sold a lot of materialistic things to a good life. A good life must mean you have a mortgage and own a house and all the 2.4 children type things. <laughs> Whereas for me, like Hugh was saying, a good life means, for, for me anyway, I get to wake up and make a difference in people's lives every day and go to sleep knowing that I've done that. Mm. That's, that's to me, I'm, I'm winning at life just being able to do that, to have the, the ability to have the opportunity to do that. Um, I think that's what a good life is, you know, and, and then spending that time with loved ones and, and my dogs. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, really. I suppose I just jump in um, off the back of what the boys said, so but I already agree with their thoughts around sort of how or what this life is meant to look like. Mm-hmm. But then, it, um, from my perspective, um, a good life for me is where I actually am nicely stressed. There has to be an element of tension for me. Um, that element of tension is that thing that sort of just pushes me. I suppose, where I have that tension, it's that little thing that sort of rubs me the wrong way and then this other side of me goes, how do I go through that journey to sort of overcome this? And um, in that journey of overcoming, that's where, I, that's where I get a lot of pleasure beyond all the things the boys have covered off. So mm. if I was to add, well, you know, a couple of cents, that would probably be it just to be nicely stressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard something the other day that says, obviously – what you're saying stress is good but chronic stress isn't and it's like trying to identify those things because you can say anything stressful but i think it's um you know and and maybe that's what we've been exploring in our own ways you know for me with with the cold bath stuff it's and for those who are like what are you talking about cold bath well yeah literally jumping in the cold water it's it's a controlled stress you know that that your your primitive brain or whatever that is doesn't know that you're not actually in danger as it doesn't know when you're just having a bad day you're telling it the whole day that you're in danger so you get all of the kind of negative feelings from that so so i i, I don't know and and i guess if we go back around t start with you like 
that all makes such logical sense and everyone listening and watching will also agree. So where does it go wrong? Is it that you can't scale that? Is it that we have too much in the way of um, not understanding the balance between good and bad that when you just go after the good, you end up forgetting about the bad, but it sits there and comes back to get you? Why is it that we can agree on this, but we can't actually, that it's really hard to uh, live in a way that's societal conditioning man it's easy as that societal conditioning um, when you're presented with a thing from birth <laughs> we've been conditioned to think that way full stop mm-hmm. there there it is like if I was, uh, lay it out nice and easy boom societal mm-hmm. conditioning yeah. Uh, yeah yeah your Rapunzel's your Beauty and the Beast you know you, you bring the fairy tales into it societal conditioning from birth mm-hmm. um, nursery rhymes or all the things. And then, wait, 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 life doesn't map to this thing that I've seen my whole life. It doesn't It doesn't map over. Mm-hmm. And so through observation, you, you see the truth of it. Mm-hmm. And through observation, you've learnt, you know, you've learnt it. You, you, you can go back and look at your life. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's not all the good stuff. That bad stuff is part of the process and it's to acknowledge that it is part of the process. And then once you acknowledge it, well, not once, but if you choose to, once you acknowledge it, you just become cool with it and you go, oh, cool. This, this bad stuff has to happen. It has to be part of it. Yeah, it's Full interesting, stop. eh? Like we, and I guess there's levels of bad, maybe that's probably necessary mm. to say because you do laugh about some things that are perceived bad at the time, you know? And I'm thinking more like we got stuck in the rain or, you know, we fell out of the whatever. And don't get me wrong, it's not like no one laughs at, you know, the the, the horrible stuff. So, or you, I guess you shouldn't. But there's there's that, what is that, like black humor or something. You know, you do also find in the, in the really tough times, um, I think they say people in immense stress go through that, right? You can find humor in that. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm torn on that because I feel like, particularly in this world we live in, you you are encouraged not to speak out of step, you know? And if you were to, say, make light of something, what's to say that that's not, I guess, degrading for the for the things you're making light of? But anyway, that's probably too hard out for this first segment. We'll go to a break. And um, after the break, what we might do, actually, is we'll zip around the crew, but we'll spend a bit more time on each. And, and we'll just go over... Well, I guess we've kicked it off with what is a meaningful life. And, and look, there's no answers here. This is just an excuse for us to catch up and talk. I was specifically keen, though, to, to do some prodding around holistic. Because for me, I've found great meaning in, in the answers that aren't written down. You know, the answers that you feel. But it's weird. Because how do you tell someone like your partner <laughs> who, that you're having these feelings um, and they're like, great, but what's this with the breathing, you know? So let's dig a bit deeper into that straight after this. Hey team, I uh, hope you're enjoying this week's podcast. Just thought I would yeah, drop a quick message in here for you that if you do enjoy my content and you want to support me, that you can by donating to my Patreon page. Uh, you can search that Please Blow My Mind on Patreon. 
And yeah, look, the deal is $10 a month is um, a, a way you can contribute to the ongoing journey, to the ongoing voyage of Please Blow My Mind and, and me and us moving forward by this understanding and this investment in time and effort and all of these things. So thank you again for joining me on this podcast. Hope you are finding some value in it. And uh, yeah, visit me on Patreon. And if you can and want to, please consider donating $10 per month. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Okay, Gareth, you're the lucky, you're the lucky first. Um, oh, yes. Here we go. So, <laughs> Gareth, I want you to pitch, pitch just, you know, the audience, just a little bit about you. And then let's dig a little bit deeper for a few minutes into you know, I guess we'll break apart that you've got traditional and then you've got, we well, got traditional medicine and we've got, um, we got traditional anything. And then you've got the other side of that. And I'm find my camp leaning towards the other side. So just on you quickly, for those who haven't come across you, how do you describe yourself and what's your voyage in this life? How do I describe myself? Um, I describe myself as the bearded entrepreneur. <laughs> um, I'm a physical entrepreneur. Um, I, I'm a strength coach. I am a. Uh, I'm a person who believes in doing as much as I can for others and um, speaking for others that that can't or don't. Um, I raise money for mental health, um, and yeah, I also own a skincare business, so fairly fairly entrepreneurial minded, um, and journeying through life learning a little bit more about like you're saying the, the holistic side of things mm. um, learning more about myself and the world around me and my place in that world um, that's been my journey of late mm. what, what does holistic mean to you because I still don't quite know what that means alternative <sighs> holistic um, I think, and you touched on it just before, I think a lot of people are scared of that word or afraid of that word mm. because it means something something woo-woo. Mm. Um, I think it's anything outside of traditional medical profession, really. Mm. Um, everyone says they have a holistic solution to things, and it just means drinking you know, uh, some potions and doing a bit of yoga. I think holistic <laughs> means different things to different people, right? Mm. Um, also looking at things from a different perspective, sort of outside of the norm. My my chiropractor has a very holistic approach to well-being and then he looks at the, the whole picture. He doesn't just look at the, the problem. He looks at causality um, in a holistic approach. I think I approach training in a holistic approach um, in that it's not just about big muscles and you know I'm looking at what you do in your day-to-day life and how you how you walk how you sit how you work and look at fixing those things to then make you more efficient as a human to move mm-hmm. I, I feel that's a more holistic approach to training than just you know do 10 more reps bro mm-hmm. um, yeah so what I'll 
ask is for Hugh and T just to be thinking because I might get you guys to jump in and ask a question after I ask one then it's a bit more interactive and the next segment will kind of flip over because we should all be prodding each other right it is I guess it's my podcast but I love the idea that we can um, use the constraints of the format to still try and unlock you know so so Gareth you know I'm always fascinated because we know stuff's good for us you know we know physical movement is good for us we know a mixture of um, fitness and, and nutrition you know as far as you can see man what is it that gets in the way of us kind of you know becoming the best we can be why is it that we get sucked into the couch and can't get out you know why is it that our mind can take over and I don't really ask you to answer that but I guess I'm just saying like are you seeing some what I am asking is the world paints a dark picture sometimes that it's too tough yet we're all here advocating for something even if we can't kind of describe exactly what it is because we can't see it and touch it um yeah we get in our way to answer to answer that we tend to get in our own way um and that that gets in our way for Mm. the most part um we are very attached to our phones and we're very attached to this social media driven as as t was talking societal pressures you know we've got to have the perfect body we've got to have the six minute abs we've got to have you know the the flash audi and all that kind of thing but there's not always enough time mm. with you know family pressures and and then you know i see a lot and i and i teach it a lot and talk about it a lot to my clients and and people about training you know how do you start well for the most part, people are like, oh, I'm going to you know, go in this fitness regime and I'm going to cut out sugar and I'm going to cut out booze and I'm going to go and train five days a week and I'm going to do, well, hold on a minute. You're putting all this pressure on yourself and one of those things will fail and you'll throw the whole thing in the bin. Mm. Why don't you start small and go, okay, for this week or this month, I'm going to cut out sugar. Not even contemplate training. And then once you've ticked that off, why don't you then do three days of training rather than five? Because if you say you're going to do three and you do four, you're winning. Mm. You say you're going to do five, you do two, you're a failure. You'll look at like, oh, I can't do this. I don't have the time. Well, okay, well, start off small, do little bits, do two days worth of training and, and go from there, build it up. Don't put all these pressures on yourself because then it just turns into this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy that you're you're fat and you're lazy and do you do you see that as the number one reason for why um people sort of go oh, i'm gonna do it and then they don't end up doing it as they sit that they sit the sort of target too much but too much of one it's hit. too much yeah it's just too much it's too overwhelming i've got to do that i've got to cut out my food i've got to do this i've got to run i've got to go to the gym i've got to whatever it is it's just too much and then you go onto social media and you see all these fitness professionals that have the perfect bodies and they've got all the perfect food and all this kind of stuff and it's just it's too overwhelming for a lot of people 
Uh, out of out of interest, if that's the number one, what what would be the number two thing you see? Because it's always easy to go, man. We talk about the number one, but what's the number two thing that you see most often that sort of prevents people from getting to that you know that point where they want to be their best version of themselves? If you to put uh, it out there, a lot of it can be self confidence. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I get a lot of people that go, oh, I'm, I. They'll see me training, or oh, I, I can't do that. Well, I know that. <laughs> My job is to get you there. You know, it's it's a progressive thing, right? You're not learning to drive. Like, you don't get in a car and learn to drive and then go, cool, I'm going to go drive a Formula One race car. It just, you know, you've got to crawl before you can run type thing. Yeah. Um, probably the, the, the second biggest thing is self-confidence. People don't want to go into a gym with a bunch of buff dudes and a bunch of buff girls and look silly. Mm. That's part and parcel. They just don't want to look, they don't want to be embarrassed by their shape or their size or their, their lack of ability in doing this thing. Um, because everybody's a fitness professional nowadays, mm. right? Everyone's an Instagram model and an Instagram fitness guru and they look like they're all, they know what they're doing. Um, and that, again, it can scare a lot of people off and it can be um, pretty pretty daunting to walk into a gym. Mm. Um, my job is to push that aside and teach you that, you know, yeah, you've got to, you've got to crawl before you can walk and you've got to um, box squat before you're doing, you know, all these other things first. And we've got to teach you the movement patterns. Um, it's not just go out there and be an Olympic weightlifter um, right from the get-go. It's it's a it's a a journey that should be a lifelong passion, which it has been for me and um, and and for others. This is this is a a life journey. I'm training for life. I'm not training for a particular thing. Mm. Um, and if you treat it, and that's my one. This should be a session about what grinds Gareth gears. Um, what really grinds my gears is four-week transformation challenges. <laughs> Don't even get me started on four-week transformation challenges. Um, you can't learn anything in four weeks. You, you might be able to drop a dress size or whatever it says in the pamphlet that they're trying to sell you on. Um, but to make real change, it's a lifetime. Um, just one thing there. So you talk about the Instagram models and how, you know, a lot of them, you know, think, you know they look like they know what they're doing. How do you separate yourself and, um, you know, you obviously sound like someone who knows what they're doing, but how do they know that about you? T, just before Gareth answers, we'll go to a mm. quick break because this is an awesome cliffhanger. So we yeah. told you to get off the couch, <laughs> but don't you go anywhere. You stay right on that couch. Yeah, right there. And uh, we'll see you just in a second. Hey, everyone, back to the podcast in just one second. Just quickly, I wanted to give a bit of a... Shout out to Manava, which is the breathing company that I am starting, that I've started actually. It is based around breathing better. And look, what is Manava? Well, it is a way for us to reconnect with our mind through our breath. And I, I don't really want to say too much more because I want to get back to this week's podcast. But I'd like to invite you to hang around after this podcast where I do a five-minute Manava breathing session. It'd be awesome. All you have to do is breathe through your nose. All you have to do is listen, join in, 
slow your breath down and the magic within takes over. So let's jump back into the podcast and if you would like, hang around for another breathing after this podcast. Okay, so T, you asked a little bit about the dynamic of Instagram model versus you, you're a legit version, I guess, because look, on the on the scale of dodginess, even me jumping on now getting into the breathwork stuff, really? What's the difference between the scammer versus someone who's been years and years, but that can't make videos, for example? But anyway, Gareth, back yeah. to T's... Um, yeah that's a that's a really good point um probably in the i guess the language used and the approach in terms of delivery i'm not i'm not selling you six minute abs or buy my booty program or you know get bigger arms in six days can we (laughs) can we is that true yeah well you probably could (laughs) um (laughs) I wouldn't recommend it, but you probably could. Um, yeah, I think I think the disingenuous shine through in the end. I think people see too much. I think we're a little bit, we're a little bit more in tune with scam artists now. Um, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I don't advertise my business. I don't advertise my training services. People come to me. Um, it's either from word of mouth or uh, through friends or through you know um, sports teams and athletes that I've worked with. I don't need to be selling you the four-week transformation challenge. I don't need to. I've never put a transformation challenge on my page, and I never will. Um, I think that's what separates me from from a lot of the other. Mm. So it's like intent, eh? Pseudo gurus. Intent and time time spent doing too. I think that's a key mm. one, you know, something comparable to a family. You know, are you really yeah. a leader in your family if you are not present and there for the good times and bad times, stuff like that? Yeah. You, we'll jump to you next. Cool. So same as Gareth, you know, what, what makes you tick? What is the day-to-day? How do you describe you? How do I describe me? Um, like the brother Gareth, I consider myself an entrepreneur. Um I have a bit of a various background and and a multitude of things. I've got a huge interest in um, education uh, and and understanding what potential is and particularly collectively what our potential is, Mm. but um, what what my potential is, like um, how far can I go and how far can I push myself. So um, I'd actually wanted to ask Gareth a quick question about somebody who's considering that they know better to get up there and do something in terms of – you know, getting in the mode again of physical well-being and health. What is that kind of first step, other than you know, kind of breaking it down to something that's simple? But what what specifically could could somebody do? Uh, just move. Just find mm-hmm. something that you enjoy doing, either alone or with a loved one. Um, you know, those that have kids, ride a bike, go for a run, play footy. Just kind of move the body to get it back into the modality of, oh, that's right, I, I remember this stuff. I remember what these muscles are for. I remember what, you know, what that feels like in the in the joints and in the, you know, that muscle soreness. Um, don't go out and run a marathon <laughs> like right from the get-go um, or go and sign up for a footy team and, and play, you know, um, play 80 minutes because you, you'll regret it and, and mm. you'll fall off the cliff pretty quickly. Um 
steady wins the race. I'm always one for you know doing things slowly, progressing, but still doing things, doing things slowly, and um, just just do little things often. Love it. Thanks, bro. Um, I guess on, on top of that, then I've um, also got a background in marketing, and I'm currently working with a crew called No Six out in Eastside. So shout out to the boys out there. We do video content for um, local organisations, not for profits, and uh, council council work so uh, in the community. Um, but I guess yeah, what what really gets me going is is this notion of what flow is and. Um, I guess we've all experienced it at some point of our lives and you know, um, for some people it can be a slowing down of time and for others it could be things that go go by quite quickly mm-hmm. and uh, I'm quite interested in how we can access that a bit more like I'm pretty sure life's not meant to be as hard as it sometimes is so yeah. how often can we get back into that state um, yeah, yeah I'm just interested in, in sort of these sort of areas and, and, and just for people who we're like, what did he say? Flow? Can you just mm. kind of break that down again? And I, I say that because these are terminologies that I guess if you dabble around in different things, you'll hear this. But what are you referring to specifically? Yeah, I think uh, for me, it's it's really that that place when you're when things are going smoothly. There's no resistance. There's no really feeling of stress. I think you mentioned earlier that it's good to have a bit of tension, which is which is true. But then. In, in other situations, um, you, you get this feeling where there is no tension and everything is calm, um, where everything is going right. So I think uh, for me that that's what flow represents is a mm. kind of a path of least resistance, if, if you can kind of coin it like that. Yeah, I heard. Um, I was um, listening to some research on uh, kettlebell throwing and. Mm. It's like a you know like all kind of these physical medical things out of Russia, and so what they do is they you throw kettlebells to each other, but they reckon they you know put the medical stuff on them to read their data, and they reckon they were going into flow so fast because it was the the concentration needed so that because there was a potential for danger, right? You mm. might throw and land on someone else's foot or something. And what that was doing is it was bringing the best version of you because it was giving you something to really focus on, you know, to to cut the rest of the noise away. And that was really interesting for me because I had thought up until that point, flow is just something that I really enjoy. And I experience flow quite a lot when I do my editing stuff because I go into whatever I'm cutting together, you know. But, but you know, it's it's kind of freaky because if you could, I guess hypothetically, if you could train yourself a certain way, you could use the things that you're not happy with to help you enter into flow. And I mean, this is also how they are helping people psychologically, right? They're they're kind of overwhelming you with the thing in a controlled environment, and then you build a tolerance to it. And I don't know, it's kind of, it sometimes feels so counterintuitive, you know? Because even listening to you talk, Gareth, about um, get up and move, we know that, but there's still something, and I can't say it's a real thing. It's just this thing that days go by, and you're like, "Oh yeah, he did say get up and move and do all that stuff." Oh. So, uh, Hugh, you know, can you remember the last time you were in flow? And is that something you could you could kind of share? Because I don't yeah. just want to give buzzwords. I want us to share. You know? 
Yeah, sure. Um, for me, it's and uh, actually just before we got on this call, I, I consciously decided to do some breath work actually and sort of tried a few things and it was just the feeling that I had after a few minutes of trying different ways of breathing mm -hmm. just to kind of be in, calm, in a state of calm. So um, that was, for me, it was just a real uh, simple experience, but one that I felt everything was was good. Mm -hmm. you know, I really get that feeling of um, being present and being um, okay with, with whatever's happening around me. So mm -hmm. I think that's that was just really within the last hour nice nice okay uh t we'll come to you after this break and then i guess what we'll do guys is we'll just you know let's zip around and let's just try and put as much out there from our own areas of life that can let's start filling that cup you know because i think everyone's trying to stick to time and do all these awesome things but they forget to say it all out loud so things i want to hear you know all of us is let's just dig deep and you know specific examples you can do this by doing that you know you can start today by abc stuff like that okay stay with us Hey everyone, hope you're enjoying the podcast. Look, I'm uh, in the car, driving at night, and I guess, I guess I'm feeling like I just wanted to make sure that we also acknowledge that we do not have to be perfect, that we do not have to always get it right. I guess this is just coming off uh, this evening, you know, it's just been a bit of a tougher one, and you know, I guess we don't have to go into details, but nothing too bad, but I guess you know when the stuff's going good it's easy to celebrate and, and quite often on the podcast i'm in a good space we're all in a good space because we're trying to float but we do know that life sometimes has a way of getting us to sink a little bit and it's a bit scary so we acknowledge that and we get back up and we take that slow deep breath through our nose and that's how we get back up and we we hopefully have people around us that will give us another go so there we go uh let's get kind of ready again ready for the ready for the fire of the podcast of life but this is certainly just a small acknowledgement that life is good but it is also a box of chocolates you never know what you go and get let's get back to the podcast you're up so <laughs> what's the bio buddy buddy how do you how do you describe you um i suppose cheeky um a father father of four kids with a blended family um i walk i walk to my own tune very loudly some might say um i don't have this low volume voice um i'm very I'm very uh, out there with my voice and with my personality um, and that can work for me and against me um, <laughs> in multiple situations. Um, a lot of people think it works for me, but um, don't, don't get me wrong, it works against me just as often. Um, but I choose not to acknowledge the times when it doesn't 
you know, work for me. Uh, what I do is, um, so I'm, I'm in the game of sales. I've been in the tech space. Um, got my degree in uh, computer science. Been in the tech space since 2008. And um, now I just focus and I work for a company called Sidehost. And we focus on cloud infrastructure, um, shared, public, private, um, anything to do with hosting at the end of the day. So what hosting is, is when you click your website or when you go to places like Zoom, to be presented to the internet or for a user to use them, they have to sit on a platform, and that platform could be ours, Microsoft, Google's, or whoever's. Um, mm. that, that's me by day. And then um, by by night, um, is the, the father and the husband side of me, um, the guy that likes to physically express himself through working out and all that kind of stuff. But what really gets me going is I have this natural thing to want to connect with people and help people out um so i I just i just love trying to figure out how i can help people out and what i've learned over time is to when i first found out i could help people out i was like oh real preachy like oh you should do this but then i realized people want to be helped out in their own time their own way and when it's their time to be helped out you will know they will know and it will mutually happen i don't need to force it anymore tell people to change Mm -hmm. they will just come you know Hey man, I heard that you know a thing. You know, I, I had a, I had a brother just message me before this while I was typing, and they're like, "Hey, just found out that um, my son got diagnosed with autism." You know, I know that you've come across it, and you know, in your space, um, just want to reach out, mm-hmm. see. And he's open to you know a bit of conversation. But then yeah. I got into the part that um, that's driving me a bit mental at the moment because it's taken me places and as we spoke about before the space of dmt and um getting into the mind and trying to understand how the mind works and it's jeez uh, it's a bloody mystery and a half mm. uh, but i'm trying my best to learn some things do some things from those things learn from the experience and then tweak it and play with other things and just see where I end up because what I have come to the conclusion is we are so bloody powerful, you know, more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. And I'm talking about like, did you know that you'd be able to sit in an ice bath and be as awesome as you were, (laughs) you know? Did Gareth know that he'd be able to lift the weight that he could lift at the weight that he is? Did Hugh... Did Hugh know that he'd be able to find the confidence to do the things that he doesn't really want to do, but he's got to do them anyway because that's what's going to take him to the next step that he needs to be at, Mm. you know? And we have all these things holding us back, yet as we expose ourselves to possibility, to potential, you go, man, I did that, but how did I do that? And I'm starting to realize for me and believe for me that – this thing up here combined with this thing over here, and I suppose that's how we move into the holistic being. When you bring it all together as one, can happen. Mm. And uh, I am just trying to figure out what that looks like, (laughs) how that will help other people. And other people are just like, man, why do you want to be that guy? Jeez, you're, you're weird. I go, cool. Uh, the more you tell me I'm weird, the better I feel because I know I'm on the right path. Mm. The, the more out of it you think I am, awesome. The more names you want to call me, the more times you want to put me down, sweet as. Keep mm. on going because he just makes me smile even harder. Mm. So, yeah, that's uh, 
that's about me in a nutshell, bro. And T, when you have those days, because because you you represent, and look, we all represent something external that we don't see ourselves, right? But if I think about you, T, I think I think you know, kind of energy, you know, I think adventure. But you must have days where you don't believe that version of that. How do you quickly get out of that rut? Because I, I, it must be, we're, we've got to be very careful, right, not to get too deep into the hole. And I don't, I know people can take whatever that means for themselves. Have you found the tools to make sure you can, yeah, you know, keep, nah, coming, keep coming? Cheers. So last night, last night, um, last night I was about to, I was about to lose my nanas, but I just knew that I was going to lose my nanas. And I say about five years ago. I'd be pissed off and angry for a whole week. Mm. But um, what happened for me is I could feel it coming and I knew that pers- that version of myself was about to present myself and uh, oh, or who, who, whatever you want to call it, the, the nasty person, the gorilla, the, the bad guy, the villain, he was about to come out. And um, he came out for about five minutes. So five minutes he presented himself. I called him and I just went, whoa, that's happening <laughs> because I've been conditioning myself over years to go, okay, before this even happens, I'm going, when that guy comes out, you're going to do this. When this guy comes out, you're going to do this. And I sit there and I practice and I mentally, mentally rehearse. It's like when you're going to do that lift, that big lift, or you're going to do something uh, like a public, public speaking, you're preparing for it. Well, I want to tweak myself so well that I'm going through these little scenarios knowing the kind of person I am and catching them and catching them. But then when I catch them, I also visualize the process to overcome that and then move on to the next step. Now, what's weird is the person on the other side, 10 minutes, you know, five minutes, they saw this person. And then within the next five minutes, I'm already pulling out of it. 10 minutes later, I start behaving away and they're going, Hey, just just calm down. Just calm down. I go, hey, I'm good. I'm past it now. Mm-hmm. I know where I want to be. I know where I'm going. I know how I want to communicate. These are the things I'm trying to say. Um, if you can just take that label off that you have on me, because that's not me anymore. That's just something you've been conditioned to over those years that we've you know spent all that time together. So it's practice, bro. Mm-hmm. Practice. And where I used to bounce and drop hard for ages, now just drop in, pick it up, and out. Mm-hmm. Now... Don't get it all the time because sometimes I'm presented with situations where, damn, I haven't practiced that one before. Oh, and I get called out. Mm-hmm. And um, what happens with those ones on the fly is hold your breath. Hold your breath. You just hold your breath and you test the shit out of your stomach. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen to this, but I know that if I hold my breath and test the shit out of my stomach, I'm not thinking about that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about my stomach. And then as soon as I've gotten to the point where that thought's no longer there, I then breathe in as slowly as I can, out as slowly as I can. And what will happen is my mind just starts processing. It's sweet. It's there. And so that's how I catch myself in moments that I'm not prepared for. It's just mm. all in my breath. Hold Ooh, that bad boy. Very powerful, very powerful. And T, can I ask, um, what was it that created that shift? You said five years ago, you know, T back then would have literally bounced off the walls. What was it that created that shift in self that made you realize that that's what you were doing and that you needed to... 
Oh, because um, I was already I was already on the path of learning, and I'd learned a whole lot of things after there, and that and I got a piece of learning from um, from my counsellor, but it was also I, I can't even remember what the other thing was, but it was my counsellor, um, and his name was John. He's based out in Ellerslie, and um, he said something about the breath. Now, so I got the breathing part from him, which I have to do in those moments, but then I can't remember where I got the mental rehearsing. So this journey for me, Gareth, um, started in 2009. My first self-help me book was a book called Human Being. And so I was already on that trajectory and that just showed up at that time and gave me the tools at that time. So it was um, my counsellor plus some piece of learning that I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. sorry, I can't nail that one on the head. Awesome, awesome. Hey, we'll go to a quick break. I'm going to ask our editor down at Oriana TV, Clem, please give us one more slot here, okay? So we're going to... what I'd love to do in this last segment when we come back from the break is let's just go round and we'll just go point after point after point. Now we'll feel a bit of nerves because we'll be on the spot a little bit, but let's test our brain. Let's dig into the subconscious and we just want things that'll make us stronger mentally, physically, get us out of the hole, progress. I want to burn that ember. I want to turn that into something roaring. Okay, so stay with us. Hey team, nearly there, nearly there, one more segment, the bit where we go full on trying to find that solution and um, look it was fun to talk with the boys on the podcast and to go deep and to have these breaks to jump in and say hello after reflecting. So still in the car, still driving, it's kind of like this time portal, this time walk where well, the time warp where we walk together and we dip in and out of this kind of really deep world uh, together and that's awesome hey one more plug for Manava which is the new breathing venture that I'm doing at the end of this podcast we will be doing a guided breath and uh, yeah that's pretty amazing so go nasal Uh, the idea is to breathe through our nose more and through our mouths less that is the science that uh, we need to reawaken ourselves because our ancestors, humanity, we're all nasal breathers and we've come along and hyperventilated ourselves to keep up with the demands on life and it's not good, we pay in other ways and uh, look, do yourself a favour, breathe through your nose when you're not talking, eating or drinking and you will be by default breathing slower, breathing deeper and breathing happier last segment of the podcast then a another breath then we carry on with our day night wherever we are in the world let's do it okay ready ready chaps so we'll just see how no, far we can go let's go yeah let's go uh look yeah, my first one is uh yeah it's the one that i've been playing with the most um slow your breath down you know, most likely you're over breathing. You don't need to know any science. Just bring it down. Count it in your head. Five in, whether it's mouth or nose, and five out. You will be calmer because you breathe in a calmer way. So that's that's my first one. And there are studies as well, T, just on that holding the breath. Um, Patrick McEwen talks about it in terms mm, of yeah. bringing people down out of stressful situations and out of anxiety and panic attacks by actually holding your breath for a count of five and then breathing for 10 seconds mm. and then holding your breath for a count of five. And 
it's that recentering of self, right? Because you're then you're now thinking about that breath. You forget about the thing mm. that's stressing you out or winding you up, and you're thinking about now just breathing. That simple primal thing of breathing yeah. that we forget mm. to do. Um, yeah, I think it's also raising the carbon dioxide because when you over breathe. You push mm-hmm. out too much carbon dioxide and you need it to help your blood flow. So your oxygen sure. is not as optimal. So when you hold your breath, you start raising your carbon dioxide, you quickly start panicking. So that will bring you into a mindful zone, like you said, Gareth, but your your blood vessels will also widen, which is, um, yeah. Yeah, because I remember reading some stuff about like um, heart rate variability mm. um, changes and with the sadness of the heart comes the... The, what is the parasympathetic nervous system? Yep. Um, you know, that, that all pumps in, but that erratic beat shuts down the frontal cortex, you know. Mm. Yeah, your deep limbic system then kicks in, and before you know it, you're just like, and it's about just sort of like, hey, chill out, bro, chill out, bro. Here's something. Have a dose of holding your breath. True. Hugh, over to you. Cool. I um, just want to pick up on that point that you both, uh, or three of you were mentioning too, the um, uh, type of breathing that I do and the one I did just before we got on was uh, box breathing. So it's a uh, breathe all the way in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds and hold again and go around. I did, did that eight times um, and you just feel just a complete mm. sense of calm. After, after doing so and there's definitely science to prove um, what goes on with, with your body and, and yeah. your ability to um, to center yourself so that's just some of personal practice that I do Boom and to you Gareth Yeah um, I that sort of journey through I guess mindfulness and, and learning um, pretty much began well really sort of kicked in around the, the tie flip last year and uh, doing the Wim Hof, discovering Wim Hof. I've I've been an athlete and a competitor in, in sports, powerlifting and um, kickboxing and, 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 and the likes and how much or how little I didn't understand about breathing. You know, a, a, as a coach, as a strength coach, the, the, the amount of people that could have been helped like younger Gareth, I, I think you know there was there was something missing there. Um, if I could go back with what I know now and and teach younger Gareth, you know I'd be a completely different trainer. Um, I'd have a completely different approach. Uh, but it's that kind of journey that I've been on, discovering breathing and then all the different modalities. Um, I think the one thing that we forget about is breath. You know, we were all about those solutions, the, the get fit quick, the, the lose 10 kilos in 10 days, and yet we have dysfunctional breathing. Mm. So all these things aren't going to work to the full potential because we're not breathing properly. Are there um, signs? Sorry, Gareth, just to interrupt you. Sorry, mm-hmm. mate, I um, just wanted to jump on that point around dysfunctional breathing. What, what does it look like? What does it, you know, for people listening at home, is there some signs of, of why we don't necessarily breathe as well as we could. Yeah, it can be um, it can be physiological. So it could be things like deviated septums. Your nose could be halfway across your face. Mm-hmm. Um, your left nostril could be smaller than your right nostril. Um, 
you know, you find that most people are mouth breathers, um, you know, gulping in big, big mm. wads of air, um, even through through powerlifting. And I caught myself doing it the other night. That's why I taped my mouth closed while I was training. Was diaphragmatic breathing and um, intra abdominal pressure, creating pressure in the abdomen to stabilize mm. my spine mm. before I went to deadlift. I took big gulps of air in through my mouth, and then what I'm learning through the oxygen advantage and and, and Patrick's um, teaching is obviously through the nose, mm. but it's just that kind of inbuilt, ingrained system that to get, you know, I'm, I'm turning off that part of my brain that is old powerlifting Gareth, and then now adapting it into this new style of breathing. Um, it's it's this kind of learning that we've we've gone through, and for some reason we've forgotten how to do it properly. Um, there's, there's a number of reasons for it. Um, you look at the statistics on asthma in Australia, places like that. Um, in New Zealand, every other person seems to be asthmatic. Um, it's an environmental thing. Um, yeah, I think. There's a number of reasons why there's breathing dysfunction. Mm. Um, it just, uh, uh, myself particularly, and how poorly I was breathing, um, literally with learning Wim Hof, highlighted it for myself, and then that's impacted everything in my life now mm. in terms of just how well Amazing. things, and then obviously learning the oxygen advantage. Um is takes it to the next level in terms of my own knowledge about breath and the the physiological um, and the mechanics of it particularly. Mm. Um, well, and like yeah. most things, it can get very big really quickly. But you know mm. what everyone should know is that there is an optimal rate that humans are built to breathe, and that is scientifically proven and that is what we're outside of the podcasting we're all kind of developing this maneuver idea and that the core of it is this optimal cadence breath this 5.5 seconds that when you breathe in for that long and out that long your body doesn't have to fight for anything it can it can get the air in and air out the most efficiently and that sounds simple but if it's not efficient it thinks it's in another mode right it like it thinks it's in a saving mode or it's in a we have to get going mode sometimes the mode is chill mode right but we've got to do more than just say the chill we've got to like enact it in a way so and and the other side to that is breathe through your nose that is the way all of our ancestors worldwide breathe and we've just developed these bad habits and i think from my research it's just pace of life it's to, to, to keep up with this general state of pace. We've got to take these shorter breaths in, which give us short-term power, but we run out of charge, right? And I think that's what's happening overnight. We've got these mouths open, which is using more power. So we're just waking up at our batteries quarter full. And, yeah. and what happens when it gets quarter full? Eventually the battery starts I think as well, it goes back to what T was saying, like what what kind of makes him feel alive is that little bit of stress mm. and i think you know we we rate our lives in terms of well i'm stressed I'm, I'm more successful because i'm stressed well 
that's not always a good thing, bro. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and, and you did talk about that in terms of prolonged stress. And I think mm-hmm. that comes down to the, that mouth breathing. We're always in this fight or flight mode because we're constantly shallow chest breathers. And yep. we remain that and it then becomes status quo that, okay, that's how I always feel. Mm. I always wake up tired. Well, why do you always wake up tired? And <laughs> that's not something that you should accept. Mm. You know, or I always have a bad sleep. Why? <laughs> there's, there's ways to fix that. It shouldn't just be, oh, that's how it happens. Mm. That's what it is. Mm. There's always solutions to it. I know, I can't um, change. I can't change. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a hell of a thing to, to give yourself permission to try and change, eh? You know? And I think that's, you know, I talked to Dave Neath, who's um, a few of us have been in contact with, and uh, just a quick story during the lockdown I said I got to invest in me right I don't know what I still don't know what that means but I um, come across Dave through Gareth and and Dave's a mental performance or mental skills coach or performance skills coach and mm-hmm. I, I like him because he uh, he's the guy that helped create Stylebender for Israel Adesanya right so they created a character and I'm like really well I'll pay can you create a character for me he's like yeah man so we're creating that character and I think it's kind of manifesting already but I said to him you know it's weird because I know about all these things Dave but why have I never done it and he said in his nice big Dave voice well, bro did you give yourself permission and, yeah, I, Bob. and I'm like oh no and he's like well you know you, you're no good if you don't give yourself permission so give yourself permission to make the change don't just say I want to make change you got to say it and, and to that end Say it out loud, you know. Mm. I give myself permission to take one of the points that we've talked about tonight and do that for a week, you know. I give myself permission to not eat sugar for the next seven days. And that doesn't mean it's going to be easier, right? It just means at least you've said it to yourself and you've you've given yourself permission. Because that doesn't say you're going to do it. That just says you're going to give yourself permission to try. And I think the potential, so cool. the potential, and I completely agree with that because in 2009 when I read that book and realized that I could change, I was just like, my, my mind went, well, I won't say that word, but <laughs> I, yeah, I said that word back then in 2009 and I was like, I can change. Mm. I actually can change. And then since then, it's just been consumption, implementation, feedback, oh, learn something, go again, consume some more implementation, feedback, learn something, oh, go again. Mm. Yeah, a bit awesome. loving it ever since. Fellas, we've got to wrap it up because uh, we've already gone a bit over and this is TV land and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I want to thank you guys for joining us tonight. Um, I want to thank you for the time you've been giving me. I, you know, t- time will tell how all this works, but it's been bloody fun to travel down the journey. Because for me, it doesn't matter if we get there or not. I'm already getting the endorphins by the trying. And um, <laughs> I think that's how we've got to reprogram ourselves, right? To literally not think of the destination, even though it's hard not to, but to think of just these moments. And that that is that is what it's about okay wrapping up here thanks everybody for watching um yeah and and look i look forward to bringing our journey to everyone else again uh we kind of needed five times the time to get through everyone's story but can we all just agree that it was nice to spend some time together and, yeah, bro. Um, we'll do this again very soon all right take care everybody and we'll catch you soon
Kiorana and welcome to Manava. I want to share with you and remind you and give you permission that the breath is the way to help your mind, to help the mind to rise up to the challenge of life. Breathe out and breathe in. Aka ia kiroto. Breathe in. Breathe out. Aka ia kevau. Akaia kiroto, breathe in. Akaia kivau, breathe out. Together now. Akaia kiroto in your nose. Akaia kivau. Breathe out your nose. Keep going.
as we finish our guided breathing manava session i want to thank you for joining me and i want to thank you for allowing manava to influence your breath kia ora and we'll see you again very soon